Welcome to another episode of the Your Home Buying Guy podcast. This is your one-stop shop home buying guide where every week I'm going to bring in industry experts to answer all of the most common home buying questions. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and this week we are joined by Lisa Ford of Magic. Uh, and I want to give you a little bit of time here to kind of brag about yourself. Tell us how you got into the industry, kind of your history, uh, and we'll dive into the questions from there. That sounds great. Thank you, Guy, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. I am Lisa Ford. I work for MGIC. Um, I recently uh, took on this position from Neil McGrath, who retired after 38 years with MGIC. I have been in the industry close to 20 years now. I started out as a real estate agent, became a real estate broker. Um, and then I moved to Colorado for a time and became a lender out there. And when I did, I moved back and stayed in the lending field, um, enjoyed that very much and worked as a loan officer for many years, but most recently came from New Hampshire Housing as the Senior Manager of Partner Relationships. So I'm loving my position with MGIC Mortgage Insurance, and I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. You've got a pretty unique background, right? A lot of people that listen to this podcast, realtors, first-time home buyers. Uh, honestly, there are some lenders out there, I'm sure, that are listening to it as well. You've got the entire spectrum, right? You've been a realtor. Obviously, you've bought a home at some point in your life. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you've been a loan officer for a while as well. So it's good to have you on that's kind of been through the entire cycle of owning a home, buying a home selling home, helping people buy homes. So it's kind of a, a unique circumstance here. Uh, so I've got I've got a lot of questions. You've been in the industry. You know that a lot of people look at MI and are scared of it. They don't want anything to do with it, but it's a necessary thing for a lot of homeowners. Um, so I'm just curious, like what is mortgage insurance? Why would a first time buyer or any other buyer need private mortgage insurance? Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to take the stigma away from private mortgage insurance. It's it's not a four letter word. It is a three letter. <laughs> but it is it's your friend, really. I mean, we've helped millions of people get into homes. Private mortgage insurance was actually created by our founder, Max Carl, who created private mortgage insurance company in 1957. He borrowed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from friends and family. He was a little bit disenchanted with the way the government handle mortgage insurance through FHA. The paperwork was very tedious. And he said, there's got to be a better way and there's got to be more options. And so that's how MGIC as we know it today and how private mortgage insurance as we know it today was was created. So I take great pride in that and being with a company that that really has helped millions and, and helped other companies grow really through their creation. Uh, the entire industry. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it, it's really there to help buyers purchase homes with less than 20% down. Because as we know, it takes a long time to save 20% to buy a home. And this is a way to get into a home without 20% down. So you talked about him starting MI because of SHA. Can you explain some of the the benefits of using a traditional MI product like Magic as versus going the FHA route? Sure. Um, and there are benefits to using a, an FHA program, clearly. Um, for those people who have uh, not so good credit, for example, yep. low FICO scores, um, it may be a good alternative for them. 
And so it's always important for buyers to have options. However, private mortgage insurance on a conventional finance loan is temporary. So this is cancelable, whereas FHA mortgage insurance is never, you're never able to cancel that. Um, so once you get to that 80% loan to value, you're able to eliminate that monthly mortgage insurance and your payment decreases. FHA, it's forever. Also with FHA, you have an upfront premium as well of 1.75% of the loan amount, hugely expensive. You don't have that with conventional financing and private mortgage insurance. So there are a lot of benefits with going with conventional with PMI. In addition to that, I mean, realtors, they love to see conventional financing on an offer because that's what sellers want as well. Um, so, you know, going the conventional route with PMI, as long as you're qualified, um, is the better way to go. Yeah, I think from a, a seller's wanting to see conventional, a lot of it comes down to the appraisals. And I, I see this all the time, like the appraisal standards are a lot more stringent with FHA, which honestly, from a from a buyer's perspective, isn't the worst thing in the world. However, it can hold things up because simple things like chipped paint might be something that would be caught or flagged in an FHA appraisal. And that's not something that appraisers for conventional really care about. Mm -hmm. So it's a much more stringent process going FHA from an appraisal standard. But then even from a cost perspective, you're you're absolutely right. Having that upfront premium that they're paying for FHA, like a lot of home buyers, a lot of first time home buyers, you're gonna see them buying with three or maybe five percent down more often than not. Exactly. Right? You're going FHA and you can go down to three and a half percent for a down payment to add on almost half of that is an upfront premium as well. Like now you're over that 5% mark anyway. Right. Uh, so it really, the, the massive benefit to going FHA is the credit requirements, mm -hmm. right? That's that's really the the only reason I think FHA is, is worth it. Like if you can't qualify right. from a conventional standpoint, FHA is great because they're a lot more lenient for credit score requirements. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to go conventional, there's a lot of benefits to that. Yeah, I mean, even if even adding in the LLPAs, the loan level price adjustments in a conventional, you're still you're going to be better off than an FHA most most times if you yeah. have you know a decent credit score, decent DTI. So it all depends on the personal structure of that package. But all in all, if you're looking at conventional private mortgage insurance, is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a bunch of different MI programs out there. Can you explain some of them and, and what are the benefits to choosing one versus the other? Sure. So there are many different kinds and there are a lot of people out there that don't even know they exist, um, including some new loan officers out there, not not because they, you know, they don't want to know, but they just haven't had that experience in the markets that we've had recently. Uh, most, of the, most of the time they're choosing the monthly or they're organization tells them that's what they have to pick. So that's what they do. But there are many other options that may suit a borrower more. For example, there's borrower paid and then there's lender paid. Um, you don't see a lot of lender paid right now. Uh, mortgage insurance, mostly it's coming from the borrower. Uh, but the borrower can also choose a single premium or a monthly premium. 
Or what we have now is a new program called Choice Monthly, which is um, our newest program that we instituted first time in 25 years. And it's like our old split premium that there used to be, but the split premium, um, you had to do certain percentages, set percentages. This Choice Monthly is customizable. Uh, it is, you pay some monthly and some upfront. So say you have a borrower that is really on the cusp of a DTI that they, maybe you're getting a refer instead of an approved eligible. Now you take that same customer, split up that MI and buy down, basically you're buying down that mortgage insurance from the monthly and you're paying some of it upfront. And you can do whatever amount that works for you. And so that is really a nice option when you need to adjust that monthly payment and lower that monthly payment. You have excess seller credit or down payment assistance programs. You can layer it with that. Same with single. Single premium is great. Again, maybe you have a 20% down payment loan and the appraisal came in low. So you have an appraisal gap and they've written that into the contract where they say, oh, I'll, I'll bring in, you know, the difference to the table. Well, the difference ends up being 25, 30,000. They can pay, they can change that loan amount to include some MI and pay it up front. So instead of bringing 25 or 30,000 to the table, they're only bringing two or 3,000, saving that money to make repairs to the home, buy furniture, everything that's needed when you buy a home. So there are some different options. It's always best to talk to your loan officer about that and give Guy a call and he can work you through it. Absolutely. I don't come across single premiums very often. I'd say almost all of the time you're running into a, a borrower paid monthly. One of the things that I do like, and I need to I need to start looking into this a lot more, and this is honestly for myself, is that choice split premium. Mm -hmm. uh, because that, like there are situations, it's very similar to buying down an interest rate. Exactly. Right? I mean, it, uh, at the end of the day, if you're, really up against it for the debt to income ratio, buying down an interest rate can lower your monthly payment by a lot, uh, but it also costs a, a good chunk of change to do that. So doing this, the benefits are also right there. So that is it is another program to kind of look into. So I like that a lot. I've found that a lot of loans when I'm pricing them out, the MI premiums are pretty different for from one borrower to the next. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious like what goes into the pricing of MI and how they're coming up with those numbers. That's a great question because, you know, it's a mystery to a lot of people. Um, but because back in the day, there used to be what's known as rate cards where it was just set, you knew what the rate was and that was it. And everybody had the same rate cards. Today, it's very different. It's risk-based. Just as interest rates are, so is mortgage insurance. So it is based on geography. It's based on the DTI. It's based on your FICO score and your LTV. So all of these things come into play, and it's a risk factor. Is there more risk in this particular geography versus another? Is there more risk if you have, you know, a uh, 700 score versus a 640 score. All those things, just like an interest rate, it's the same thing. So all of those factors come into play and that's how the cost is determined. One other thing I want to mention that a lot of people don't know is if you have more than one borrower, so two borrowers will be a lesser expensive cost than if you have only one borrower. 
because again, it adds to the risk, right? If you have two borrowers and one defaults, you still have another borrower there that ha- that's on the hook for that like loan. More or less, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So when you're going to buy a house, uh, anytime you put down less than 20%, you need MI. We've covered that. How are they going about getting MI canceled? So there's actually, um, so the Dodd-Frank Act uh, gave the CFPB the uh, right to enforce the Homeowners Protection Act of 1998. And so what this says is that it really spells out the way PMI can be canceled because prior to that time, it was willy-nilly and it was, you know, whatever the lender felt like doing is what they were doing. So they really put these rules in place, which did protect um, the buyer and the borrower, which, you know, that was the intent of the CFPB to begin with is to protect and help the borrower understand the mortgage process better. There are several different things that can happen. So there are three ways, actually, of canceling mortgage insurance. One is to refinance because you're going to cancel that original policy. And you may either get another policy or you do it in such a way that you're not having any mortgage insurance. The other way, which most people are familiar with, is based on original value. So based on original value, once it gets to 78% of LTV, loan to value, it automatically drops off. Once you're at 80%, so a little bit sooner than the 78%, if you're at 80%, you can request from your servicer. That's where it gets confusing. People think, oh, do I have to call the MI company? Am I calling the, who am I calling? It's the servicer. So when I say servicer, it could be, you know, with banks, um, some banks service their own loans with, um, IMBs, independent mortgage bankers, um, sometimes they use a third party, Dovin Mule, for example. It's the companies that set a policy on when that mortgage insurance will be able to be canceled. So if you're following secondary market standards, the GSEs, the government-sponsored entities, Fannie and Freddie, they require a two-year seasoning. So if the company, if your company decides that's what they're following, then you have to wait two years, whether you're at 80% or not. Once you're at 80%, you can request that be canceled, and it will be. Um, Given there's a few other parameters there, like you have to have on-time payments, et cetera. So there's a couple other things. But for the most part, that's how it works. The other way is with current value. And because people have had so much equity increase in their homes in a very short period of time, they're like, hey, I want to cancel. Again, it depends on the servicer. And if the servicer allows you to cancel within a year, there are some. I mean, I have customers that it could be six months. That after six months, if it reaches that that standard, then then you can request it. I have others that say, no, we, we follow Fannie Freddie guidelines and you have to wait two years. At that point, Uh, whether it's six months or two years, you have to obtain an appraisal, which the buyer pays for, and that has to come in at value supporting removing the PMI, and then it's removed. And that's all, again, covered under the Homeowners Protection Act. Okay. And this is is exactly why I wanted to bring it up, because I think a lot of people get stuck in the thought of they're paying PMI for what could be, you know, eight years, right? If If they don't refinance, there are ways to go out, get your own appraisal. The way that the market is right now, 
houses are appreciating at such a high rate and they've slowed a little bit. They're still appreciating, not as much as it was, you know, at the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're appreciating so fast right now that after a couple of years, you could refinance or go out and get an appraisal done on your own. And you might, you probably have that 20% equity in the home. I so have there are, just recently myself yeah, personally yeah. from my own home. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what happened with me and my wife. I mean, we bought right before COVID happened and we didn't have enough. Like we were putting a lot of work into the house. So we didn't have enough for 20% down. So we went with a lower down payment. We had to pay PMI. And then we got to a point now after a year where interest rates dropped a bunch, the value of the house went up a bunch. And Mm. it was like, this is a no brainer. Like let's refinance. Yeah. And it dropped our payment like 400 bucks because our interest rate went down a bunch. We got rid of PMI completely. Yeah. That's after one year. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people get stuck in the mindset of PMI is so expensive. I'm going to be stuck with it for so long. It's not really the case. No. Right. And I mean, if you can go in Let's just say it's you know fifty dollars. Let's let's say a hundred dollars because that's way easier math, right? Let's say the PMI is a hundred bucks a month, oh. and you can refinance or get an appraisal done after a year. That's twelve hundred dollars, right? Right over the grand right. scheme of things, right? Like if you don't need to save for twenty percent down, right? And the only thing that you have to do is pay twelve hundred dollars to to get rid of that. Like, yep. You can get into a home significantly cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's I think that's the key to this whole process. Yeah, right? it's all about ROI, right? You're figuring out even just buying, you know, the appraisal anywhere from six hundred to seven fifty. You're paying, but then yeah. you factor in how long would you have to pay mortgage insurance to pay for that? It the the ROI is there for you if you're going to stay in your home for a few months. Yeah. Then it's there. Right. So it's all it's all in in making the numbers work for you, not against you. And and mortgage insurance is just a great option. It absolutely is. So what should people do if they want to know more about MI? So I am always available to answer questions. Your favorite loan officer guy can help you as well. Um, He has all the tools at his disposal as well. I have a plethora of videos and MGIC.com. You can go to to learn more about mortgage insurance. We have so many things, especially for loan officers. Loanofficerhub.com is a website that we created specifically for loan officers. Uh, It has podcasts. It has educational webinars. It has so much information, infographics, uh, interviews with other loan officers and other top producers to get tips and ideas on how how to navigate the mortgage industry. So... We're always available for you. Um, Guy's happy to give you any information that he has, as well as um, my email as well. So, and Lisa, I love ending all of my interviews with this. Okay. But what is the best piece of advice that you were ever given in your career? The best piece of advice I've ever been given, and I was given it to me several different ways and different times was control what you can control. You don't have to stress about things you have no control over. You got to do the best you can with what you've been given. Just like our market today, there's a lot of things we can't control. So there's no point 
in stressing over these things. Do what you can and be the best you can every day. And it's the way to go. It's the way to win. Absolutely. And that 100% relates to this market because a lot of people want to complain about rates and inventory yeah. out of your control, I, out, of, out of everyone's control. So, I mean, if we had a bulk, we'd all be rich, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Lisa, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Uh, this has been great. I think there's a, a lot of things that first time buyers, second time buyers, whatever, there's a lot of information that they can take from this. So I really appreciate you hopping on. Well, I think it's great that you do this guy. I think it's uh, much needed. People need to learn about different topics in the industry and it keeps everybody up to date. So thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Well, we will talk soon. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye.